0: Oh, hey there, Travelers. Welcome back to the end of the Seven Dice. We had a nice, quiet day there last time. There really wasn't a lot of activity on the streets, but it looks like it's back again. These cultures just don't know when to quit. Well, that's just the way it is with these people. They're very, um, persistent. Let's say that much. Uh, Wingover's just at the back there near the fire.
1: Travellers, it's me, Wingover Gimbal, Famous, no bad. I'm so glad you could join me today. Oh boy, what a ride this tale has been. There's been explosions, there's been a sweet car scene, there's so many ghouls. I just, I don't even know what they're gonna do. They're in quite the pickle, honestly. Arkham is not a great place to be. If you ever end up, uh, you see Arkham and it says welcome to Arkham, just leave. Even if that's where, like, your business is having its business conference there, or it's a required work retreat, just take the punishment. Just go. Just leave. It's better for your health. Uh, well, Travelers, after working out stuff with Battlebots, they sent us another intern. Honestly, I'm surprised they did, but they did. Uh, and uh, what is your name? My name... My name is Paul. Haven't we had you on here before? Yeah. I'm in here and you fed me worms. Worms? Oh, right! Michael, do we have any more worms? I don't know. Well, go get some, I guess. Well, how have you been? Well, I've been okay.
0: Just been staying underground mostly, eating worms, making sound
1: effects. Oh, oh, oh right, yeah, BattleBards. Uh, okay, yeah, sure, you're a bard. You want to do your spiel. Go ahead. Hey there, everyone. Be sure to visit BattleBards.com to get some
0: amazing sound effects, like horses galloping, or even horses pulling a carriage. Very useful sounds for an actual
1: plate. Uh, oh, that was very lovely. Thank you. Of course they would send you over. They knew I wouldn't get mad at you because you're super cute. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm in a good mood, Travelers. That was nice. Uh, it doesn't look like we actually have any fan mail right now. But that's okay. we we'll Rev Travelers, if you want to send us in some old fan mail, head on over to the attunes, and we'll, uh, we'll, uh, get the letter sent over to us from the atunes warlocks or, or wizards or whatever they are I'm really not too sure what kind of caster they are. I just know they use magic to send it here on a weird mechanical bird and then the bird explodes but the letter lands in our mailbox. Because that's just how it works at the Atunes. Uh, well travelers, where we last left off our heroes were just uh, crawling out of an exploded car I believe. So Let's dive on back in. We have our guest, Pearl, playing Jella, and we have Kelsaur, the Silver Shield, as well as a number of operatives from the planet Gallus who seem to have been patrolling Arkham for some time. The world was once all humans, but now is being ravaged by magic, and it's changing people's uh, whole identities. Crazy. Let's hop on in this with the Arkham Effect. Part 3.
2: Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and, and chosen of the Hi, I am Paul, and I'm gonna
3: play Chelen, the Halfling Druid. Oh.
4: Last time on Ballad of the Seven Dice, our two heroes had actually come from two different directions. Kelsar, after going back to his old home at the Silver Shield headquarters in a pocket dimension, had had quite a conflict with Typhon, and had managed to secure the way to this new world of Gallus, arriving and meeting our halfling friend. Our halfling friend, Chella, had come here from Arkham and actually met up with some of the soldiers of Gallus who were doing a routine sweep of the town Arkham that had just appeared not too long ago. And after they all met up, they decided that they would go into this town and investigate together, and discover that one of the guards was actually Chenille Everwinter, Kalsar's friend. They went into Arkham and were quickly assaulted by a number of ghouls who were trying to attack the vehicle. After flipping the vehicle and a major crash happened, everyone managed to make it out of there save for one guard who got ripped out of the vehicle and pulled into the horde of ghouls. And now all of you are inside this small little shop, you've boarded up the windows and are fighting for your lives. So now it's you two, the three NPCs, Emily, Chenille, and another soldier you never got the name of. These ghouls are just smashing along the windows and doors, clawing to try to get in. And a number of these creatures are just laughing and cackling outside. You see there's actually a back door behind you. Well,
2: I'd like to know the other soldier's name. You could ask her. Hey, other soldier's name, what's your name? What? Uh, I'm Janice. Okay, hi, Jeff. Alright, uh, I guess we should help to hold down the door. Or are we running? I can't
4: remember now. <laughs> You're currently holding the doors back, so if you want, you can make a strength check. Alright. Well, i support with a 15. I got 14. Alright, so you two are just forcing these doors closed, and every so often, like, hands are breaking through what little window there is, or cracking through the wood, like their skin is scraping back. As they're reaching forward to you, cackling, and you're doing everything. Chopping at them, slicing, shooting, everything, just to keep these things at bay. Chenille looks back at the rest of you. We need to get out of here. This isn't going to hold. Look, there's a back door back there. If, if we all just make it right now, we should be okay. Let's go!
2: I'll I'll follow up. Try to, to go as quickly as possible. Wait, I got an idea. Can I, like, uh, make, like, a firewall that'll, like, as we... After we run away, or we'll maybe slow them down a bit. Yeah, you can roll use your powers. Oh, that 20. Uh-huh.
4: Nice. Hey. You reach out, and you feel the power of the begin to build within you. And you cross your arms, blasting it out. Yeah! And this wave of fire blasts out from you, smashing through the front of the building. As all of you rush to the back, you can hear the ghouls rushing over their burned brethren. Looking behind this door, it looks like it opens up into this dead field. And it's just maybe 50 or 60 feet across this field. You see there is more houses that are across there. And then the smell of decay catches your nose as it carries on the breeze. Looking across the way, you see there is a large square building made completely out of obsidian. From the distance, it looks like something's carved into it, but you can't see it. But it just seems like a place that radiates in power. I would
3: like to go over and try to investigate it.
4: Everyone make me athletics checks as you are running across this field.
2: Oh no. What happened? I basically got nine in total.
3: I got a 19.
2: Ah, ah, Charlie Horse! Charlie Horse! Charlie Horse! Ah! Ah! <laughs> crap! Crap! <laughs> yes! Yes!
0: Yes! Yes! <laughs> oh, yes!
4: So, child, you are just in your element. You are jumping over these little mounds. You are leaping off of, like, bits of rock that have piled up you are making it through this field like nothing and quickly glancing back you see everyone else in this heavy armor just having a hell of a time getting across this field and you see like Kalsar is just dragged down with the amount of weight that he has on him as you see the ghouls are quickly approaching You also see that the building that you came out of is now completely up in flames. Ghouls are pouring through it, also on fire, lighting the field. Other ghouls are pouring through other buildings, jumping off the roof, landing with snaps and splats. As you are all coming up to this building, you now can see clearly the etchings in the side looks to be either of a god of death or a guardian of the afterlife. It's a large, hooded skeletal figure holding open gates as souls pass through it. And Kelsar, you pretty quickly recognize this figure in in these carvings. It is this being, this undead guardian that you encountered on the bridge when you were with Foradon, crossing it when you first came to Hmm. And You see just up ahead, there's a set of large double doors to this building that are just cracked open a bit.
2: I remember this.
4: This is exactly what happened when we were last here. And Chenille, Emily, and Janice are just opening fire on these ghouls coming here. And Emily turns her head back, says, you were here before? Get inside this temple, we need, oh my god. This is an old temple of necros, everyone get inside now. Let's go. Can I uh, uh, do some magic before we
3: jump in? Sure. To see if I can uh, can kill off some more ghouls. Yeah. Um, I would like to do another call lightning. Oh, nice.
4: How's the weather situation currently? It looks like it could probably rain pretty soon.
3: Okay, so I'll do 3 to 10 That would be 20 damage from uh, from my side.
4: Nice. So you're chanting and this energy is starting to crackle around you. Static is rising things. And you can feel the energy coming from this planet. And you're used to your previous planet, this planet. Feels sick. Feels like it needs help. And you watch as this red lightning starts cracking down, slamming into the ground, hitting these ghouls and sending shards of rock and dirt flying. And it definitely looks like you've done a number on them, and you're slowing them down.
3: It's uh, it's basically, it's actually, it's lasting for ten minutes it's basically a lightning storm that, like, covers an area.
4: Oh, that's awesome. So this lightning is just slamming down again and again and again, ripping these doors to shreds as they're all running towards you. And the five of you manage to just haul ass into this building and slam the double doors behind you. Yeah. You quickly put down this large board to barricade it and see that there's no light in here.
2: Get some of the pews to... Shut down the doors.
4: So, you all just start grabbing like pews, the little podium, just like everything that you can find in this area chairs and just start piling it up and making a barricade. You can hear the ghouls on the other side slamming on this, scratching at the doors, laughing and laughing, all going. uh, uh, Janice cracks this little stick on her side, and it quickly lights up with this green color, illuminating this whole room around you.
3: I look at, I look amazed at her, like,
4: what is that? Ooh, that looks pretty. Oh, this is something we got from the Nostradamus Corporation. They've been helping us out a lot since our planet attacked. Some kind of magitech. Your planet? Yeah, our planet Gallus. I guess you're from a different one, huh?
3: Gallus? Yes. I just looked wondering and amazed at her.
4: Looking around this room, now that all 60 feet of it is just illuminated, you can tell this was clearly a place designed for just general worship. And nothing in here actually looks rotted. Everything looks like it collected a lot of dust, but nothing in here looks like it has decayed even the slightest bit. You also see, further at the other end of the
2: room, there appears to be another door though it's closed cursed place looks abandoned, but keep uh, keep an eye out. There could still be some people hiding in here. Potential enemies.
4: Emily goes to press something and realizes that her helmet is no longer on her head. He shakes her head and looks at everyone. Uh, this is a temple of Necros. It was our god of death. He, uh, it was a, a popular enough god. Like, you know, you there's always death in the world, but since the Arkham effect and Arkham disappearing, we didn't really have any connection to him any longer, and there wasn't a whole lot of worship to Necros going on because, with all the destruction raining on our planet, we didn't really have much time to mourn.
2: Do you think um, the god of death disappearing could be a result of the ghouls showing up?
4: It very well could be some sort of distortion of life. We saw, doing a few tests on these ghouls, that there's actually a pocket dimension that's formed in their chest and the ghouls incubate and hatch out of it shortly
2: after it's crazy i mean without death there cannot be life without death that makes any sense i mean it does i mean death and life come hand in hand yeah when people started
4: dying it we found out quickly that you had to destroy the chest cavity or else a ghoul would incubate and rise out of the corpse Our way of life has changed drastically in the last hundred years. And this is just kind of how things are now.
2: Would it be possible
4: to find death? I mean, it's possible. We came to investigate Arkham because all the energy levels were spiking. And that's when our friend Jell here arrived and then we ran over you, Kelsar. This place has been acting erratically ever since it showed up recently. We're worried that it's gonna be bringing another new kind of ghoul or second wave or something
2: we're terrified yeah i'm still a bit sore from that uh but maybe we could finally put an end to this though it seems like your god of death is tied to this somehow
4: that would make a lot of sense where are you two from uh kelsar you said you had even been here to arkham
2: before is that true yes i have uh i was in a mission with my uh with my compatriots, uh, Death Shift. We were investigating Spellsinger, uh, trying to basically make an advance on the war that's been going on. We eventually, we took her down, though, but after when we put her down, it, um, the portal opened up, and chaos just completely consumed us all. It was just like a whirlwind of nightmares.
3: Oh, I remember that one.
2: You do? Were you there?
3: I, I... I went past Arkham to, to go to uh, to Nesme with some herbs, and then I saw all of the ghouls, and I joined the fighting, and and then, well, all of a sudden, a lot of black gas.
4: Well, whatever you did on your side, it made Arkham come right back here, and kind of had a handle on everything going on in our world, finally, until Arkham showed up, and now everything's gone to hell again. Even more magic was brought in, more and more people were transforming into different creatures. We have no idea what they are. We are just scrambling. We've been dealing with the Nostradamus Corporation for quite a few years now. Apparently they have a space research station? Just something up there in the stars where they've been actually helping planets deal with these mythos wars for years. You see Chaniel and Janice are doing, like, a secure sweep around the perimeter of this room, going back to the door, checking on it, seeing if there's anything else. And Emily turns towards you
2: all. Were there any of your groups that were contacted by the Nostradamus Corporation? I don't even know what a Nostradamus Corporation is.
3: Uh, I'll just point up at Kelsa. I'm with him on that one.
2: They're a scientific agency that
4: has a lot of military backing. They've apparently been going from planet to planet just trying to figure out what they can and help out where they can. Wait, you can travel through, uh, 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 from planet to planet? We were beginning to step into our own space age, but all this happened around that time, so we haven't been able to. But the Nostradamus Corporation, they fly through the stars. They travel from planet to planet.
3: Oh.
2: I guess that's similar to um, myself uh, with my pocket, pocket dimension, so it's not too unheard of.
4: Are both of you from the same order that Chenille was, the Silver Shield?
2: No. No, not at all. Uh, yes, yes, I am.
4: She's been pretty stressed. Uh, one of her companions, a Dan something, he got attacked by the ghouls and actually became a really powerful one we had to deal with. But. Maybe this means since you're here, more
2: Silver Shield people will be coming. Are more gonna come and maybe help out? I wouldn't guarantee on that. Uh, They're still dealing with the ghoul invasion. Our dimension's falling apart. We don't have a lot of time, or we have to return. I was hoping to rescue Chenille and Dan, and the rest of the Silver Shield, before everything completely collapsed, so we can have more troops for the war. What's this war that you're dealing with? Something. Completely unreal. I've I've never been through such a nightmare. Basically, we're to, our goal is to stop the summoning of a of an elder god. And if he gets through, then no no one is safe. Every dimension, every all of existence could could be erased. Her
4: face looks very grave when she hears this.
2: There was a group
4: that appeared in our world. Everyone regarded them as a cult at first, but they, they started gaining favor. They changed things. They brought in renewable energy resources we hadn't even dreamed of. They brought in advanced medical technologies. They stopped wars with love. They fixed poverty. They cured world hunger. And they started getting into politics. They started getting into bigger and bigger stuff. They were around for a long time, and everyone had complete faith
2: within this group of people. Did they have an am- amulet? Did, did they have an amulet for the members? Like a grinning amulet? Yes, uh, it looked
4: like a, a sunburst with uh, smiling teeth on it. Oh no, 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 no. no. We had beings similar to what Chenille was telling us about uh, your Chosen, but here they were called the Reborn. They tried to warn us against the cult. They tried to show us how things were going wrong, but they were vilified, demonized. We imprisoned them. We tried to kill them, and when we killed them and they turned into monsters, it made us believe even more that they were bad, but it didn't didn't click in that they were actually the people trying to help us. Shortly after we had finally extinguished all the Chosen, the cult had summoned an elder god here. It had destroyed our planet. We fired missiles. We fired nuclear tactical strikes on this creature, barely injuring it and destroying our own planet. We didn't stand a chance.
3: What is nuclear uh, Nuclear missiles?
4: They're bombs that could detonate and evaporate entire areas. They wipe out cities and after they're used they're so powerful they poison the land for decades after that's why the land here looks like it does we fired these missiles at this giant bipedal creature tentacles on its face wings on its back and it barely scratched it small wounds appeared on it but nothing more than irritants it seemed and we suffered from the radiation while it ripped apart our homes We're pretty sure it left after we fought it for so long. It walked into the ocean and just never came back, so we're we're fairly certain it's gone now. But our world has been taking a long time to heal. And when we finally had things under control, we thought things were okay. The Ghoul Wars had come to an end. The Warrens were found and destroyed. Arkham returned. Sorry it's not your fault how could you know you were fighting against the people that took arkham in the first place probably the same people who caused all this and arkham disappeared around the time that creature showed up
3: well is there any way we can help
4: well originally we were a scouting group just supposed to come in here and investigate the high energy readings Uh, we think it's a little bit further in according to our map she takes up this little disc and presses a few buttons, and this map suddenly appears in the air like magic, made out of blue light. Wow. Whoa. We're right here on the Temple of the Necros, just on the other side of the river. All we have to do is cross the bridge, go up a bit, and we'll get to the Colosseum, where we think most of the energy is coming from. We thought at first it was the Keep, but now we're fairly certain it is the Colosseum. So it shouldn't be hard
2: getting there from here. I've been to that Coliseum before. You've been there. Yes. Uh, during my last visit, I rescued a rescued a group of people that were being enslaved, forced to fight, uh, forced to fight in the arena. It's gonna be a very deadly fight.
4: Just as she's saying this, Chenille jogs back up. Okay. Uh, well, we unlocked the door at the other end. It looks like the stairs are going down. Uh, pretty deep darkness. We don't know what's down there, or even if there is anything, but if we don't want to go down there, then we are
2: going to have to blast through these ghouls. Uh, what do you all want to do? I think it would be more ideal to find an alternate route than, uh, than go through a horde of ghouls at this point.
3: And then just toss in as many obstacles on our way as possible.
2: Yes.
4: Emily nods, listening to you too. I agree, that sounds like a good idea. Let's check out this door and go on down, see where this leads.
2: Be careful, though. It could be a danger ahead. In fact, I think I could use one of my abil- my sword's ability to light, uh, light a path, so it's a flashlight. I'm gonna do that. So you draw your blade. Ha!
4: This divine blade rings true in your hand as you hold it aloft and concentrate just for a moment as a beautiful golden light illuminates this entire area. And you all begin to descend down the stairs. I'll make sure to be very close to the uh,
3: to Kelsa, the, his light, because I cannot see in dark.
4: Okay, so you're quickly behind him, and Janice is in the back, and the other two are holding up the middle. As you walk down these stairs, it slowly feels like you've been walking forever. Slowly, the walls go from a smooth obsidian into like this dugout, raw earthen tunnel. As you finally make it down to a level floor, you feel that the air has dipped down to a deeper temperature and you can actually see your breath hanging in the air from this golden illumination. Looking over, you see a number of skeletons in this room are standing at attention wearing a strange armor. The armor they're wearing looks like it's made out of cloth but it looks very durable. None of this looks like it's aged or decayed at all. And these skeletons are standing in a circle, and in the middle of all this, looks like it's other skeletons wearing more like civilian clothing, and they're clutching onto smaller skeletons. And the other ones in the circle are all seem to be watching you now. What the hell is this? It, it looks like, like they
3: are scared or protecting themselves.
2: Maybe these were innocent people being used as sacrifices or something. One of the skeletons steps forward holding a
4: machete and it makes like these clacking noises as it looks like it's trying to talk to you and you see there's a little badge on its chest. Uh, Make me perception checks to the two of you.
2: Oh yeah, great at that.
4: Seven. Eleven. You two don't see anything. It's over my height limit anyways. Yeah, you're very overwhelmed with everything, and this creature's still clacking away, you see it has the badge on its chest, it looks like it has another little device on its chest, and it looks like it has a little meter on it that is mostly empty, but at the very bottom there's a little reservoir of green energy. Emily looks at it and steps forward a little bit. That's a communicator. It looks like it's pretty much dead. We had a bunch dropped off to us. But
2: everyone cover me. I'm gonna try to do something.
3: I'm gonna ready my quarter
2: quarterstaff. I'm gonna take out my weapons, get ready, defensive
4: stance. Emily takes out this little green vial, it looks like it's the same kind of green stuff that they were using for that stick back there, and she hands it out to the skeleton. The skeleton looks down and gently takes it from her hand. He clicks open a little spot on top of the device and fills it up, and you watch as the meter quickly fills to the top as he places the rest into a pocket. And then you can hear over this staticky device, the skeleton's voice.
0: Thank you. We have been down here for hours. Is the
4: assault on Arkham still happening?
2: Um, there's, there's a horde of ghouls out there at the moment.
4: We saw this planet was in danger. We took some of the civilians down here for shelter. But we're going to need food and water
2: if we keep them down here for long. It's going to be a little bit tough for for the moment. I I think food and water are very scarce right now.
4: And you're looking at the people they're protecting, and they all seem to be skeletons. Were you sent from one of the surrounding towns? We think this cult might be up to something. They're trying to summon something.
2: Um, well, origi- I was, I've was, i been here twice. This is my second time here. Um, Originally, I was sent on a mission to defeat Spellsinger. Who is Spellsinger? Um... A uh, kind of witch that's been protecting, uh, cultists.
4: My name is Ramiel. I've been sent here from the Nostradamus Corp with my friends. We were just sent to investigate, but after seeing the destruction, we couldn't help but land down and help.
2: Uh, how long have you guys been here?
4: Just a few hours. We got out of our ship and came down, and we saw a lot of these human civilians were in danger. So we brought a number of them down here for defensive position. We lost a lot of our equipment along the way, and we just picked up these rudimentary
2: weapons. I don't know how to tell you this, but um, I'm afraid you're too late. What do you mean? So, um, the demon already the demons already been here. He ravaged. He wiped out the entire planet. I'm sorry. How is that possible?
0: ritual had not gone off yet. We've only been down here for a few hours.
2: Lucas, can I uh,
3: use dispel
4: magic on this? You can. I'll need you to roll it. Okay. Just a second to find... uh, uh, 14. So you go to dispel this magic, and as your spell rings out true, it just seems to be buffered back as the magic here is immensely powerful. And as you cast this spell and Kelsar is facing the other skeletal figures along with the other three, you take a glance behind you and you quickly see a very large hooded skeletal figure leaning on a site that looks just like the carvings.
3: Yeah, um, I'll quickly run over to Kelsar and then try to poke him on the back and just point backwards to the figure. The figure
2: Figure looks familiar. Um, I'm going to... Go over and examine that figure. You look, this creature, it looks just like
4: the creature that you saw on the bridge, identical. And you can hear as it leans on this scythe, this raspy voice that comes out towards you. Kelsar, I see you are not Yegdisa
2: at this time. Not at this time. Um, uh, apparently... Uh, The the gem that was floating around me has actually been exacerbating Yagditha. So, um, we took care of that. It's, um, it's good to see you again. I wish
0: I could say the same. You're in danger right now. This
2: is my sanctuary. Why are you all here? Forgive me for trespassing, but, um, we're here on a mission. I, I uh, Came here to rescue some of my friends, and hopefully the rest of Arkham. Hmm. So Necros starts walking towards the
4: soldiers. Their scythe is clinking on the ground, and the soldiers look terrified. Like, Emily and Janice, they just do not want to get near him. But Chenille seems pretty comfy, since she's seen him before in Arkham. And Necros comes up to one of the skeletal soldiers and puts his hand on them. You have done your duty well,
0: Commander. Let your spirits be at rest.
4: This wave of energy passes through each of the skeletons and then up towards the ceiling. All of the skeletons' bodies suddenly just go limp. Their arms are slack to their side, their heads bob down, but they're all still standing and holding on to their weapons. Where
2: is it you must go? There's, um, the, the Colosseum. I have to go back there. There's an enormous energy source coming from there. Uh, I feel like it's connected to what's going on here.
4: He looks at everyone here and then turns towards all the silent skeletons. I can open a path, but it will be dangerous.
3: Better than going outside to the ghouls, I guess.
0: There will be other hazards, but I'm sure you'll be
2: able to handle it. Thank you again. Thank you so much again for helping me. We, we will leave you at peace. He slowly nods and walks towards one of these walls
4: and puts a hand on it. Suddenly you see all these skeletal hands starting from the center, all ripping the stone away. And then you now see formed out of this is this roughly hewn tunnel leading deep into a deep deep darkness.
0: Oh. You must walk through a hall of the dead. This is not the land of the living you'll be trespassing on,
4: and I cannot guarantee your safety, but this will take you to the Colosseum. It's worth the risk. He nods at all of you and steps back, waving a hand towards this newly created hallway.
3: Well, get up and, and stop moving over, over in the direction of the hallway.
4: So what we're going to do for this hallway is we are making it another skill challenge. Never tried those. I love using them. So a quick refresher on skill challenges, you need a certain amount of successes versus a certain amount of failures to pass each round of this skill challenge. Get enough successes, something good happens. Get enough failures, something really bad happens. So for each of these rounds, you need two successes, but to fail it, you need two failures. Okay. Yeah. So the first DC is 12, and I'll need both of you to roll initiative. 6. 18. So you two start walking into this hallway and you immediately feel as the temperature drops. It drops so much that it feels like it's about minus 20 degrees Celsius, like the temperature is cold. You could see your breath in the air. The ground itself is starting to get a little icy and harder to walk on. And we start off with Jella. So what would you like to do to try to make this walk easier?
3: Well, I'm gonna use my my quarterstaff and help me jump and bounce around like a small ninja. Okay. So I'm think I'm thinking uh, athletics.
4: Sure. So that's DC 12. 19. Oh, sorry, 21. So you are making it through this no problem. You are leaping and bounding and using your staff to kind of vault over areas you think might be a little too much. And you're actually like making a bit of a path as this mist is coming in and you're showing everyone where's the best place to go and walk. I'll look behind and ben call out,
2: come on, follow me. Kelsar, what are you doing? I'm gonna see like making a pure like a blinding, purifying light to like get all the hands to retract and all that. Okay. I think it would be a spellcaster check? Yeah. Oh wow, um, 22.
4: Okay, so you start concentrating on your sword and you blast out this radiant energy. <sighs> and the mist actually starts to part a bit. So as you are going and the mist is parting the ground, you could see now clearly these ice-covered chunks and it's a little rough while you're walking through here. And you hear these wails and soft silent whispers as you're trying to get through. And then you suddenly start hearing this clacking. Turning around, the two of you see that there are these dogs, except they're made completely out of bones, and they are running towards you. We go back to our halfling friend. Chella, what would you like to do?
3: Animal, uh, dog skeletons.
4: Yeah.
3: Is there any kind of bones on the floor or something like that?
4: Oh yeah, there's bones and everything all over.
3: Would I be able to pick up some bones and then use uh, animal handling?
4: Oh, you're going to try to play fetch. Uh,
0: yeah,
3: exactly. Nice. I
4: have proficiency in that. And that would be a uh, 15. All right, that passes. Sweet. So you whip this bone and undead or not, these dogs cannot fight the urge to chase a bone that's flying through the air and so a few of them just run off to go play fetch but it didn't get all of them and a few of them are starting
2: to pick up the pace on you now Kelsar what are you gonna do I have an idea can I like like lay fire traps on the ground and then like when the uh, dogs go over them they spike up yep oh yeah 21
4: So it's a little tiring, but you start leaving back little motes of flames, and as you're going and running, you look back and you see these massive explosions as these fireballs are going off and these dogs are clattering against the sides of the walls. And as you look up ahead with the flashes of light, you can see the gates at the end of this tunnel, made completely out of bones and hands, rib cages, and you see they are slowly starting to close. So, DC is up to 15, we are on the third round. What are you gonna do, Jela? Oh, boy oh boy oh boy.
3: Can I use some kind of acrobatics and my quarterstaff to like leap forward and see if I can gain more speed like that? Yeah, you can definitely use acrobatics.
4: Uh, that would be a uh, 21. Alright, so you are bouncing and skidding on this ice and using your staff to help maneuver around things or even using it to knock some of the debris out of the way as if you're playing some quick game of hockey. And you are skating through here and you look back and see everyone else is falling a little bit behind you. Kelsar, what are you going to do?
2: Um, I'm just going to start booking it. Like just running faster. That's all ath- athletics. Oh no. That one. Oh,
4: so Kelsar is just tripping over everything. A lot of the things that you knocked off to the side, Kelsar just keeps stepping on and stumbling over. His armor is weighing him down. You look back and see that Emily and Chenille are trying to help Kelsar while Janice is running off ahead towards you. And you see that there's almost like these wispy hands that are trying to pull back at Kelsar as he's trying to run forward. And these dogs are still hot on his tail. And uh, what would you like to do, Tell it It is your go. Just a second. I think I would
3: like to use a spell called Moonbeam. A silvery beam of pale light jumps down in a five-foot radius.
4: Oh, nice. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just need to find my rope. Make me a spellcaster check with this one.
3: Oh no. Five? Oh shit.
4: Ooh, so you are blasting out this energy, but if anything it's hitting a few rocks and actually making things fall more in the path. <laughs> and Kelsar, you are trying to rush forward. Emily's behind you, firing her gun at these creatures that are coming up on you. Chenille is trying to help you move forward. Janice runs forward and activates her gauntlets and she starts holding open this gate. You see this energy sparking from her hands as this gate is still closing but a lot slower now and all of you are running forward and just as you're almost through there Kelsar, you trip on one of the pieces of stone that Chela just knocked down and all of you stumble and hit into Janice, knocking her out of the gate while all of you fall along with her and the door is shut. As you quickly glance up and see that Emily is on the other side. She looks at you wide-eyed as these skeletal hands grab her and rip her into the darkness. Her shout rings out, but then it quickly ends. Shaneo? He oh no. What the fuck was that, Kelsar? Heavily. Oh, God damn it. Holy shit. Oh What was that? <sighs> Chenille is pacing back and forth wide-eyed. We we just walked through the land of the dead. There's there's no way to get her back. It's all my fault. Janice leans heavily against the wall, she's breathing heavy, her gauntlets have stopped glowing. And you all sort of look around this area and see that it is Back to being stonework. And Kelsar, you recognize this. It's the same stonework as the old Colosseum. And you know that because they use like a, a yellow brick and it looks very old. And you look back at where the gate was and it's just a normal
2: wall. The gate is no longer there. We have to keep going. We can't let Emily's sacrifice be in vain. I, I agree with Kelsar on that. We should keep going. Everyone, check your weapons. This isn't the time. I'd like. I... I'm tired of blaming myself for everything. So Janice checks something on her
4: side and looks up at the rest of you. This energy reading is right above us. Right above us? We must be in the middle of the Coliseum. Yes. Right now, you guys kind of have a breather. You're in this room, there's a set of stairs leading up. And Kelsar, looking down at your bracer that lets you get back home, you can see that it's starting to charge up just being in this area. It must be rife with magical energies. And so, whatever you guys would like to do, you
2: are more or less safe in this room. Maybe one of us should investigate first and see what's above us before we make any decisions. If one of us could sneak by, we have an idea of what's going on, we could have the advantage. If there's any... there's an enemy or something. I, I can do that. You can? Yeah. Okay, what do you what, what do you have?
3: Well, I'm, I'm really good at sneaking.
2: Okay. I'll leave it to you, T'Challa. If you get caught or anything, let us know and we'll come up right away.
3: Don't worry. Don't worry, I'm good at yelling real loud if you need it.
2: Be careful, though, please. We've lost enough as it is today. I'd like to uh, stealth up the stairs. Alright. Wait, I wonder... Am I actually. I wonder if I still have one of my potions of invisibility from before.
4: No, you used them all in the Colosseum because you were all one potion short because you had to
2: use the cloak on someone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. I don't have
3: it. I have a twenty-five on stealth. So.
2: Oh wow! So he's pretty
4: much invisible already. <laughs> yeah. Ready go. Uh. So you start creeping up and. It looks like this leads into the main area of the gladiatorial pit, and just above you where these stairs lead, it's two large cellar doors, and one of them is down and one of them is up, so you're just kind of hiding behind one of them and looking in. And what you see is this 15 foot tall being, and they're marching around this area. This energy is just building up around them, this sickly green energy and you see that this being they have four goblin faces on their head so like on each side of the head there's a goblin face and there's four arms sticking out from the body each holding a sickle crackling with a different elemental energy one has fire one lightning one ice and the other seems to be dripping a venomous green substance and this being is just roaring as it's marching about it seems like the energy is starting to hit some sort of pinnacle and it's wearing this long black cloak and its feet are barely touching the ground. I
3: look around to see if I can, like, is there anything else going on up here, or is that, like...
4: That seems to be it.
3: Yeah, oh, the only thing. Okay, I will carefully walk down the stairs again. Okay. And as soon as I'm, I'm like, down the stairs, I'm just going to run over to Kelsa going, there is, like, this massive... Big giant creature with four heads and four arms and weapons and the energy's coming from that one.
2: Oh, shit. Opinions, anyone? Well, we could surprise it, says Chenille
4: as she's checking her rifle and her weapon on her side. That's a good idea. It doesn't really know we're here, so if we need to, we can rest a bit and try to heal up.
3: I would definitely not mind a quick rest.
2: Let's do that, then. Let's rest up and think of a plan. Are you all going to take a short rest or a long rest? I don't think we have really
4: time for a long rest though. Fair. No, I don't think so either. So I'll
3: just take the, sh- just the short rest.
4: So since you're level seven, if either of you need to heal up, you can use up to seven of your hit die for the short rest to heal. Okay.
3: Yeah. There we are, completely healed again. Nice. Wow, those are some heavy dices.
4: <laughs> yeah, Bren's dice are pretty loud, they're those metal ones. I usually edit them out because they're pretty loud. So you all rest up for around an hour, and you feel a lot better, you caught your breath, you check up on your wounds, patch yourselves up, and you feel good to go as this being is moving around a lot more, like dust is coming from the ceiling as this thing is starting to be more active, and Kelsar, you see your bracer is a lot more charged. Okay. And
2: Chaniel cocks her gun. All right, I guess it's now or never, everyone. What can we do? Does anyone have any ideas on how we can surprise it? Janice perks up and
4: says, "Well, we have a few grenades we can use." Well, I can I can cover the, most of the arena
3: with fog, so it has a harder time watching around, uh, looking around.
2: Okay, so to ch- to Chela, you begin covering the the fighting grounds with fog, and and then Chaniel, throw grenades at it.
4: Okay, me and Janice will do that, and you two take care of that.
2: Yeah, and I'll move in from the front after the explosions, and I'll t- I'll begin taking the heads. All right, so I need initiative. Six. Sixteen. So we start off with Cello.
3: Well, I walk up the stairs carefully, and then I will
4: use Fuck cloud. So you're creeping up these stairs and you start pulling once more on power from this planet as you start chanting the fog rolls out from you and starts going to the surrounding area now the creature is starting to look around confused then Janet and Chenille quickly run up there hurling their grenades catches the creature by surprise exploding on its chest you see these flames just erupt everyone's ears are ringing as this creature is reeling back howling
2: in pain and then it goes to kelsar i am going to you i have i'm going to use branding smite what does that do gleams with astral radiance as you strike the attack deals an additional 2d6 radiant damage to the target and the Target sheds dim light and a 5 foot radius and can't become invisible until the spell ends. Awesome. Roll the hit. You betcha. Jet ah, My dice.
4: 25 total. That's a hit. And do you have a second attack?
2: Yes, I do. Oh, damn. 20 total. Two hits. So roll that damage. I'll do my radiant damage first. 6. 4. So that's 10. And damage. Seven, and nine. So you rush up there as your
4: blade glows as brilliant yellow radiant energy and just slash into this creature. <sighs> your first slash just rips into the creature and all four heads howl. As your second slash comes back up and catches it, the creature backs up. Its four sides are swinging around all rippling in different elemental energies as it looks around confused. And each of the four faces are rotating on the head to look at all of you. And one thing you recognize right away, Kalsar, is this creature has the same symbol you do on its left hand, but it has completely crawled up its arm, over its chest, and all over its face. So this must be one of the Corrupted. Oh my god. What the hell is that?
2: What kind of nightmare is this? So, Chella, take it away.
3: I would like to use spiked growth around the, the weird-looking creature. Oh, what's that do? The ground in a 20-foot radius centered on a point within range, twists and sprouts, hard spikes and thorns. The area becomes difficult to for the duration. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. The transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a Wisdom. Check against your spell DC to recognize the terrain as hazardous before entering it. So where would you like to cast this spell? Uh, Can I put it like right behind
4: it? So these spikes just start ripping out of the ground towards the creature. Its feet are just a little bit off the ground but not far enough as the, just, the spikes just slam up and this creature tries to take a step forward and just howls out in pain. You can go ahead and roll 2d4 damage. Fine. So you see its one foot is bleeding this yellowish ichor and it smells absolutely horrendous. And then it goes over to Chenille and Janice as they just go onto either side of this creature just outside of your spike growth and start unleashing hell on this thing. So it holds up its hands and from Janice's side is deflecting a lot of the bullets that are coming its way but Chenille is managing to get around what this thing is doing and just cutting right
2: into it. Also I forgot, forgot to mention, uh, I have aura protection. So if anyone has to make a saving throw, like within 10 feet of me, Uh, They get a bonus of my charisma modifier. Oh, nice. Sweet. And it goes
4: to the creature's turn. So this creature, all its foreheads are swiveling around looking, and then it locks eyes with you, Kelsar. The Chosen. Welcome.
2: Deathshift, Kelsar. How do you know who I am?
0: We were once of the Chosen. Now, we serve the true light, the light of the Shining God.
2: Not anymore. E- eat blade, stupid. <laughs> so you see it
4: swings one sickle covered in frost, stabbing into Janice, as another sickle comes through and stabs right into Schneel. And Kalsar, what is your ridiculous AC? Uh,
2: It is uh 22. Holy shit. Yeah, right? This is what I have to do with. <laughs> I'm trying to find ways to make it even higher, just to be a dick. So one
4: sickle roaring with flames comes down, and Kelsar, you bring up your shield in time to catch it. But then another comes your way, dripping this green venom, slamming into your side. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, balls. Uh, five. So you first off, you take 11 points of damage, and now you are considered poisoned. But Lucas, what does poison do? Huh, good question. Let's look that up.
1: Yay.
2: Ah, ah, ah what?
4: Ah, oh, I don't feel so good. I never used poison before,
0: but there's a first time
3: for everything. Don't you just feel special now, friend?
4: I do. <laughs> So it looks like each turn you're gonna get another constitution saving throw, but for now you take a d8 of additional damage each time, as it is just melting your insides. Uh. So take five points of damage as you feel yourself just coughing up this blood. It smiles at you, Kelsar and then all the four faces just start spinning and rotating on this head. And then one finally faces all of you and clicks, and the mouth opens, and everyone make me a dexterity saving throw.
2: But they, you, they have a bonus to, uh, to my Charisma modifier.
4: Uh-huh. Everyone is just literally outside of your 10-foot square on the map. Uh, 12. 20. Chella, you take 9 points of damage as you manage to get out of the way of it. Ow! And Chell, while you're scrambling out of the way, this lightning is all crackling everywhere, you get a little zapped and Kalsar, you take 20 as you just catch this lightning with your face. (laughs) Ah! Chenille screams out in pain as Janice is also electrocuted and just topples to the ground. Chenille reaches out, Janice, no! as you just see this lightning is arcing everywhere and then the mouth clicks shut. And we go to Kelsar. I'm
2: going to use her uh, lay on hands on Janice.
4: All right, you rush on over. How much are you healing her for? 35. So you feel the power of Yagditha welling up inside you. You bring your hands down to Janice as these blue cerulean flames erupt from you. And this hasn't really happened before as you watch these flames not burn Janice, but instead close up all the wounds, heal the skin, and Janice takes this sharp breath in as the creature roars behind you, annoyed. And she's just looking dazed up at you.
2: Oh, don't I have to make a saving throw? Oh, yeah, it is your turn. Oh, fuck off, one. Oof. Ooh.
0: You
4: take another 4 points of damage as you feel this poison is coursing through your body. So is it visible in any way that
3: uh, Kelsa is basically puking blood and and is poisoned?
4: Yeah, there's a lot of blood coming from him. He also got lit up pretty hard from that lightning. Okay, I would
3: uh, like to run over to him and basically put my hand on his back
4: and then use lesser restoration and cure him from poison. Oh, nice. So, you put your hand on Kelsar's back. Kelsar, this energy flows right through you. The sickening feeling of this poison is instantly cleared up as you look down and see your little halfling friend looking up at you.
2: Thank you. My pleasure.
4: The two of you look up as this creature is just cackling madly. It's like some demented carnival ride as its faces are spinning and its body is rotating and weaving back and forth. (laughs) <laughs> and Chenille is quickly running over to all of you as she realizes she's a little too far and her and Janice just start firing at this creature once more you see they're both firing at it but they just can't seem to hit it as this thing's erratic movements are really throwing them off That shit it looks mildly annoyed at everyone as it moves forward another five feet and Chelly you could do another 2d4 on this Another five. The faces howl out in pain as it looks annoyed trying to step on this ground. And then it starts swinging at the whole lot of you. And misses on Kalsar, as per usual. And Chella, what's your C. That would be 14. All right, so that's a hit on you. No. And a hit on Chenille. All right, so you take 15 points of damage. Ow! You feel the lightning arc through your body, going through your fingertips as you see this sickle stab into you, just electrified. And you watch as the poison one is stabbed into Janice, and the fire one is stabbed right into Chenille. (laughs) The heads are spinning around once more, and you notice there are actually energy building up in each of the mouths, aside from the lightning one that already went. And I need everyone to make me a dexterity saving throw as there are motes of flame
2: starting to pour out of one of the mouths. Oh god, I'm gonna fucking die. 11? Oh god, 7. You each take
4: 10 points of fire damage from this wave of flame rippling out. <laughs> oh! Kelsar, being a tiefling, don't you have resistance to fire? Oh wait, I do. All right, so you take half damage. And what
2: is everyone's HP at? On a scale of of one to 81, I'm at a 36.
3: I'm at 24.
2: So you see the flame
4: energy starts to burn away from the fire mouth, and it starts to close its mouth up, but the other heads are still cackling as it's spinning around and going back into motion.
0: <laughs> and
4: then it goes to Kelsar. Um,
2: who's really wounded right now? (laughs) You? Okay, well then, uh, I am going to use a silver shield protection on... Chenille. So she has uh, two additional AC. So the shield suddenly appears around her, covered in this blue flames.
4: And she's surprised, never seen this before, she glances over at you and just gives you a quick nod.
2: Let the divine light protect you from evil. And uh, I guess that's my turn.
4: And it goes from Kelsar to our halfling. So i just going to yell out, So you want
3: to play with fire, huh? And then I want to use Conjure Minor Element. Nice. And I would like to summon eight elements of challenge rating, one-fourth or lower, and just
4: order them to, to charge this humongous creature thingy. Oh my goodness, so you have eight of these little guys. Okay, so you're dealing a plus three to hit and 2d4 damage for them. Oh, nice.
3: So i ju- am I just... am I gonna roll eight times or am I just gonna make it like a collective roll?
4: That's up to you how you want to do it. I'll let you decide. Okay, let's just do collective. Otherwise, this is gonna take all night. For the attack, that's seventeen. That's a hit. So <laughs> that's a lot of D4. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, technically, that's sixteen D4. So get rolling. This is this is why you have multiple dice.
0: Yeah.
3: Sixteen D4, forty damage.
4: So these little fire just swarm this creature. They're crawling up its robes, crawling up its arms, lighting it on fire in numerous places while it's shrieking and howling and they're all just cackling and eventually this creature just gets engulfed in flames and then explodes into this black mist. And it goes towards all of you and everyone make me a constitution saving throw at this black mist immediately goes up your noses.
2: Uh. Oh, thank god.
3: I I rolled a 1 on the dice.
4: Oh. Yeah. I rolled a 21. Oh, okay. So you see both Janice and chella they just get this mist into them and they freeze. And you feel the poison coursing through your lungs as you are now poisoned. Uh, and you take 6 points of damage. Oof. And Kelsar, you manage to just shake your head, get rid of the stuff inside of you. And you see is kind of doing the same and she's wobbly standing near you. And this creature is starting to form back together, shrieking at the fire elementals. <laughs> now it's turned, turn and she shakes her head, lifting her rifle, just starts pulling that trigger. Bullets are flying and it looks like it's actually doing some pretty good damage to this thing, as it's now not looking very good. Chenille is just screaming out while firing. Then it goes to the corrupted's turn, as it seems to completely ignore the two paralyzed members, and it has two sights coming for you and two sights coming for Chenille. The cold and poison one are coming, whipping your way, as the lightning and fire are coming right towards Chenille. Oh, Kelsar! The cold one slams right into you. You feel this ice just starting to form in your side as you take 13 points of damage but you manage to just bring up your shield in time to catch this poison one that's coming your way. And you glance over quickly at Chenille as you watch the silver shield that you summoned is deflecting both the blows that are around Chenille. Then it takes a deep breath in and rears its face towards all these little fire elementals and readies this cold breath weapon. And, Paul, how about you Uh, do a dexterity saving throw for these little guys? They get a plus two. Uh,
3: Natural one again oh no oh that sucks my poor little creatures
4: so it breathes down this breath weapon that probably would have hit all of you instead if it weren't for these fire fire elementals and they just get completely doused out Now just the poison mouth is the only remaining open one, as before it was cackling and laughing and having a good time, but now it looks very panicked. And it goes to
2: Kelsar. Time to put an end to this. I am going to use pinpoint explosion at the poison head. 13 total. Look,
4: so Kelsar, you fire off this blast and it hits one of the things in the stand, this little wooden sign, it explodes into a bunch of little pieces of burning debris. And the creature looks back at all of you, then looks down at Kelsar and says, Soon you'll join us. Oh my hell, I will. Chilla, make me another constitution saving throw. Yes, 20. Ah, uh, yeah, so you start feeling those fingers and toes as movement comes back to your body very quickly. You don't have a move action right now, but I will give you a regular action if you'd like.
3: I would like to spend my action to create some good berries and eat them
4: okay
2: so good what
3: good berries good berries it's a level one uh, spell where you create up to ten uh, small berries and each uh, each berry will uh, restore one HP for you
4: this big old handful of berries appears in your mouth and you just are going to
2: town this isn't a type of snack Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, up
3: I- I'm a proper halfling! (laughs) Dying from time to time.
2: (laughs) God! Damn it!
4: Those two are soldiers' turns. So it looks like Janice is still fighting this poison. She can't seem to break free of its hold. And Chenille is just lighting this thing up, shooting bullets into its back, as now it's heavily swing and it looks at Kelsar bleary-eyed, and two of its sights are coming for Kelsar, one is coming for Chella, and one is going right at Chenille.
2: Bring it on, bitch. (laughs) Confident. Hey, I didn't hear no bell. (laughs) So Chella,
4: you take 10 points of damage as your good berry energy is gone. No!
3: (laughs) No, my food.
4: But it was not wasted. Kelsar you are hit both with cold and poison. Oh fuck. You take 21 points of damage and I need a constitution saving throw.
2: Oh no. You can, you can do it.
4: 15. Congrats you are not poisoned.
2: Oh thank god.
4: <sighs> Yay. But you all watch as it's poison mouth opens up and I need those dexterity saving throws. Oh, no, I'm dead. Yay, natural 20.
2: <laughs> Six.
4: So, Chell, you do this crazy backflip over this wave of poison gas, and you even get a whiff of it, and you're like, this is fine, I just ate all those berries. They got all those antioxidants in them. Absolutely. As for you, other three, you are just set into these fits of coughing, and blood is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsar, you take eight more damage. And I'm down. Ugh. So you watch as Kelsar slams into the ground, his heavy armor just echoing out in here, and you see Janice does the same as Chenille is barely holding herself up, her legs shaking. And Kelsar, I need a death saving throw.
2: Thirteen.
4: That is one success, and make me a constitution saving throw. Uh,
2: Nineteen.
4: So, Kelsar, you fight off this poison, and you see that this creature, its poison mouth is no longer open as it closes up, but it looks incredibly weak, and we are at our halfling druid. Is there any way
3: where I can move up to it and just make an attack where I try to push it
4: backwards into, like, the, the thorny area? Do you want to push it back?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you
4: throw it off balance. Okay. Make me a strength check, because you're basically just trying to barrel into this creature.
3: Yeah. Come on, dice. Don't fail me now. 20. non natural. And he
4: got two.
0: Oh, yeah.
4: So you are a little ball of fury. You jump up, slam into him, and he goes flying back onto these spikes. Roll me 4d4. 12 damage. <laughs> this creature is barely alive. Chenille is firing at it, but missing it. And this creature is just crawling its way over to where Kelsar and Janice are, and it's going to attack each of them. Kelsar one slams into you, which is an automatic failure on your death saving throw, and the other slams near your body. As this creature is trying to drag up near you, and the other two slam right into Janice, one through her chest, and then one through her head as she dies. Oh no! No! Then it goes to Kelsar, make me that death saving throw.
2: 12.
4: Two successes, one failure. Lastly, it is our halfling. This thing is barely up.
3: I will look in my spell pouch after a small thorn piece and then create a thorn whip and lash at it. it. <laughs> Natural 20.
4: So you whip it around the head and you pull it like you are pulling a chainsaw and you hear this thing shriek and then quickly cut out as you completely remove the head off the body and this energy just ripples out and the bracelet on Kalsar's wrist starts glowing madly as Chanel quickly dives over grabbing onto Kelsar's hand and she reaches a hand out towards you Jella.
3: I'll run over and grab her hand.
4: You open up your eyes as the energy had rippled over you, and just as quickly as you were there, You look around, and you're outside of where Arkham once was, back in your own world. You're a little beat (laughs) up, but you feel good. Other than that, the energy of this earth is back and flowing into you. This wild and crazy tale of another world, of another distant, distant land that was ravaged by this evil, makes you wonder... If the same thing could happen to this world, if the same thing is happening to this world, but as you look around and see where Arkham once was, and you feel the connection is no longer there, you see the land looks a little bit healthier. That makes me happy. Hellsaur, you are flying through time and space as you make it back to the pocket dimension. You land at that portal entry that you originally came through, slamming into the ground and rolling with Chenille. (sighs) You roll a bit more and Chenille lands on top of you. You both wearily look around and notice this room is covered freshly in blood. The whole area just completely smells of gore. You try to concentrate on everything around you, the broken door, the symbols, the portal, but your vision just slowly fades out.
0: And that's where we'll call it. Since we fired the missiles. Arkham was reduced to rubble. We, uh. We thought it was done. We didn't know, we just opened up a goddamn hole for those creatures to pour out of. Thousands. Thousands of ghouls came out of Arkham, or what was left of it. We saw a bright. Energy burst from Arkham just before we fired the missiles, not sure what it was. And then just... wave after wave of ghouls. They overwhelmed our forces in an instant. Cities have been going out one at a time. We've managed to hide down here in the bunker just with Sterling. He's almost fully transformed. Turning into some weird creature with purple gray tentacles coming out of his face. He's asleep right now. What did our world do to deserve this? We were told that the chosen were bad. To trust this shining god. Now look at us. What the hell was that creature those cultists invited in here? All of these years have gone by of living a nightmare after nightmare. And now it's finally happening. We're done. <laughs> Hell, maybe we were done a long time ago we just kept kicking, kept flailing, should've lied down and just accepted death. How are we supposed to know? Monsters, weird magics, everything coming, flooding into this world. People changing from being human beings into these whatever the hell they are. Just to walk away sterling until who can figure out what the hell to do with them. Last person who transformed into one of these things from the Arkham Effect, they went mad, eating people's brains. Now I'm stuck in here with them. God damn it. This world used to be beautiful, bountiful everything was going right. How we had discovered an unlimited power source. And those chosen came in screaming about a war, telling us not to trust this, this church, this cult. Those folks from Nostradamus came in trying to tell us we all thought we knew better. Now look at us. The three cities just went out. For the last three. The world's done. These ghouls will make it across the sea, they'll make it to the other countries. these things next I only have one thing to say to you do not trust in a shining and benevolent God do not trust in a loving and warm God that will save you it will eat your gods it will grow and it will invite in death itself. What? Sterling! Ah. So that's what brains taste like. Thank you, Argo's, my old friend.
1: travelers that was oh that was intense can you believe it Is that all oh my uh, Kelsar almost died a number of people died that what well, there were so many lives lost that tunnel with the dead that was some spooky stuff honestly when I heard it, it just gave me the heebie-jeebies it was interesting that they met necros again I'm sure Borodon will be interested in that Hopefully, Kelsar uh, gives them all the details. Uh, But remember, travelers, uh, take care of yourselves out there in this difficult time. And uh, once more, this episode and this whole arc, really, the Arkham Effect, has been edited by Jason, also known as Draxia. He's been doing a wonderful job. So, uh, thank you very much, Jason. And if you want to treat yourself to something, something nice during these times, you're like, oh, I want something. Why don't you head on over to Easy Roller Dice Company and and grab yourself uh, some stuff? You get ten percent off by using Ballad Seven Dice. You get yourself something good out there just a shop down the street. Actually, it's not too far from Karen's Jewelry. They fixed the front of their shop, so it should be good. All right, travelers. Well. I must be off. I have to go carry Mole back to Battle Bards, because it's pretty hard for them to, to get all the way there by themselves. All right. I bid you all adieu.